Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. You have made it. We are at the end of our series, going through the New Testament book by book. This is episode 283, and it is where we arrive to the book of Revelation. We've been going through a series, looking through each book, book by book, in the context, a summary of that book in the Bible. We went through the Old Testament back last fall, and now we have finished up the New Testament as of today. So let's look in the book of Revelation. There is a lot in here. There is so much to talk about. This was the episode I have been sort of dreading a little bit because I don't want to jump into anything necessarily in the understanding of an interpretation of this book. I rather just want to say what's the context, what's in it, and how can we learn to study it. So in order to do that, I want to kind of give you an overview and let you know Revelation is really something beautiful. There are more than 500 references from the Old Testament. In fact, one of the commentaries and reference Bibles that I've seen said there's 550 references to the Old Testament passages just in the book of Revelation alone. A lot of them related to the book of Daniel which kind of forms a sequel. So if you go back and read the book of Daniel, we know there's a lot of end times prophetic words in the book of Daniel. There's a lot of that that wraps up and shows itself to be true here in the book of Revelation. We also know that you can make a lot of comparisons and contrasts, and you can hold up the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation and see some interesting overlaps. You can see in Genesis how the paradise uh, is lost, right? You can see how the paradise that God created for Adam and Eve was lost. You can see in Revelation that paradise being regained again. You can see the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis. You can see the city of God in the book of Revelation. You can see the tree of life in both books. You can see kind of some beautiful overlays with these two books, the beginning and the end. It is a wonderful masterpiece as John, the revelator, was on the island of Patmos and he was in the Spirit of God and he began to write down what he saw. And the reason he wrote it down is because in verse number 10 of chapter 1, it says, He was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and he heard a voice like a trumpet. And that voice said, write down what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. Then it goes down and it says, he turned around to see the voice speaking to him. And here's what he saw. Listen to this description. In verse number 12, it starts out by saying, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands stood one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe, with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. So what did he do? Verse number 17 says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died. And behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. And then he begins to work through 
what happens and what he sees and what he experiences. But it's so awesome for us to see how these red letters in our Bible, this is Jesus whenever he is in all of his glory. He is not coming as a servant anymore. He's coming as king. This is his revelation. This is him revealing himself. Now, in the book of Revelation, as you will read through chapters 2 all the way through the end, what you'll find are a lot of patterns, a lot of numerology, meaning there's a lot of sevens in this book. He even had seven golden lampstands. There were seven stars in his hand. There were seven churches in the book of Revelation. There were seven seals that get opened. There are seven trumpets that sound, and the way that those get sound. There are seven different plagues that happen. There are seven vials or bowls of God's wrath that get poured out. There are seven dooms that come that are falls and different problems that happen. And as we watch this book take place, the number seven in biblical numerology is the number of completion. A lot of times we think that's the number of perfection, but it's not. It's the number of completion. It means it is completed. So this book is our completed work of scripture. It's our completed work of the Lord that we know here is where this all takes place. Now, within this book, you will find a lot of different opinions, a lot of different interpretations. You will hear a lot of eschatological views, meaning a lot of things about the end times that we just don't know for sure. We have our opinions. We have our beliefs and our faith. I believe certain ways out of this book, and I, you, it would be hard to convince me otherwise. I have read a lot. I've studied a lot. I believe that I'm right. But you know what? I've heard people that disagree with me, and you know what? I can't prove that they're wrong. So what ultimately matters whenever we find and discover our understanding of this book is to remember one thing. Jesus is coming back. He is. Now, whether you believe that the church is raptured out before the tribulation, whether you believe the church is raptured out in the middle of the tribulation, whether you believe the church is raptured out after, whether you believe the church has already been raptured, whatever you may think, it's okay to believe one way or the other. I have a very strong stance on my belief. I'm not going to share that today, but what I want you to know is this. Read it for yourself. Learn it for yourself. Gather some information for yourself. What I have learned about the book of Revelation, when I first read it, it was a little bit scary because there's a lot of things going on that I don't understand. A lot of things going on that seem very intense. And it is because this is Jesus, his hair white like snow, his eyes like a flame of fire. This is Jesus in all of his splendor and all of his glory coming back to rule and to reign. That's what we experience. That's scary to me at first until I realized I'm his. I am his. So now I can take confidence knowing that I'm his and he's mine. That's my king. That's the one that I serve today. I'm not waiting until that day so I can serve him in his kingdom. I'm serving him in his kingdom today. May we take some courage today knowing that is our king. I want to encourage you as you read the book of Revelation to not walk into it with worry, not walk into it with fear, but walk into it with complete faith, knowing that our God wins. We've read the last page of the book and we just win. The book wraps up with the glory of God, with the celestial city, with his great power, with his great holiness. That's what we see 
as the words wrap up in the book of Revelation. The last two verses of the book say this, He who testifies to these things says, Surely, this is in the red letters, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord be with all. Amen. May we be reminded today, Surely He is coming soon.